Not oh, the um, interwebs. Yes. Interweb. The interwebs. I know, because... So, do we need to make some saving throws to get out? Sorry, once you're on the interwebs, you can never actually leave. That data does not actually get deleted. The right to forget is not something that exists here in the United States. You have to go to Europe for that. And we know we're on the interwebs because when I look at my copy of Netscape Navigator, they've added this very, very amusing looking animated GIF of a spider web with a little spider that comes down on a thread and then goes back up again. And just keeps repeating that over and over again. There's also an under construction sign that's on this page. And the background appears to be a starfield. I'm old. Never mind about that. Hello and welcome to Hit in Abyss. This is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign. My name is Crash. I will be your DM for the evening. Tonight I am joined by a bunch of incredibly awesome people, including Archbeth hanging out in chat. Also Ellie, Eo, and Eric. And Matt will be joining us eventually, but real life always comes first. So you we're just going to have... Um, to have the kobold hit points showing on the stream. Ah, I'm going to have to go to the stream and fix that then. What's the worst that could happen? Combat involving the kobold? Uh, rabid locusts? No, no, I said the worst. That sounds like it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I would prefer not to get it hit in the face with more fireballs. Sorry, rabid chinchillas. Or fireballs. I honestly am going to have to play with the interface to get to the point where I can load up the non-kobold character sheets. And that's showing, that is showing, like, season one and two kobolds in there. One of those is valid. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, 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 <laughs> dog, dog. I, I, I will play with that later. That, that's, having that be there is unimportant right now because pretty much the only people who listen to this are currently in Discord chat anyway. So, what happened last week? Um, we all the fireball. I'm not sure anybody actually won. Did anyone actually lose? No. Me? Well, yeah. Well, not the Zeely, but a Zeely. Well. I got knocked to below zero hit points. The... True. True, I did. The statue summoned... The, the, the castle summoned a statue, which summoned a Zeely, which we attacked, which then attacked us. I might have assumed it was summoning a demon. Well, and then it started Zeely summoning copies of the... us. And I was fighting something to empty out uh, a, a, some, a someone... Uh, but that particular something, uh, after a period of time, came back to life. Yes. Eric beat up the statue, and a cavern yes. fell out, because it was the worst pinata. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin would agree with you. <laughs> yes. Something with a Kevin inside is definitely the worst pinata. To the Kevin it is. And... Exactly. <clears throat> It turned out that the castle had conjured Kevin to imagine things for it to conjure so that it could go out and ransack the rest of the world for basically abandoning it. And so when we convinced it that we would stick around and not let it get lonely anymore, it deleted Kevin and we moved in. I mean, that sounds really harsh, but also accurate. <laughs> it deleted a lot of things. A it Kevin is a lot one of, of those things that was deleted. So it has been a little while since then. You have managed to get word back to Ansel that, uh, oh, by the way, hey, you know, Bardia doesn't need to take any more refugees from Kavrim because we took care of the whole monsters rampaging thing. 
So the refugees have started coming back. Not everyone is back in their original positions. Uh, there, there's there been some damage that needs to be repaired. There were a few house fires. No idea how that happened. Uh, probably probably bandits. We're going to chalk it up to bandits for the particular house fires that occurred. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Uh, no idea how that could have happened. And we'll, we'll keep an out for the bandits. We'll put up wedding posters somewhere. Don't know what they look like, so we'll just put wanted signs for bandits in general. But among the people who are returning are apparently staff for Castle Kavrim. Uh, the higher-ups on the staff haven't arrived. There, there's no knowledge of their particular whereabouts, but people like, say, those who served on the garrison and those who did the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that, you, you have a staff to manage now. Uh, which is nice. Um, you don't have to make your own bed anymore unless you really want to, and even then they kind of so- sort of try to insist. And it came to your realization as a party that you do have a bit of a problem. You could still, at this point, attempt to take the heart of Castle Kavrim out, which is essentially kill the castle without destroying the castle, and give that to Mo in exchange for the potion that would take years off of Sanctimonious's life so that he would be healed. But based on discussion that happened between last week and this week, it sounds like that's not something you are choosing to do. Uh, yeah, I'd rather look for other options. Well, as luck would have it, Mo did give you another option. And he didn't necessarily say that you had to steal a particular orb that may or may not be able to control dragons. Acquire is a useful word. The means are up to your discretion. He will not be asking questions. Or he might, but he won't judge for the answers. By the way, I fixed the overlay at this point. So this means you're going to have to take a trip to Coombridge. Now, as luck would have it, there happens to be a high-level wizard that is stationed in Bardia, which is currently now a neighbor of your barony, Mazir. And that mm-hmm. high-level wizard happens to have coordinates for a teleportation circle that happens to be in Coombridge. <clears throat> so... We don't have to worry about a several weeks journey in game time filled with many adventures that would prolong this campaign immensely so. Uh, we can just say you took a short trip to Bardia, then hopped in a teleportation circle, someone snapped their fingers, and you were in the city of Coombridge Keep, if that okay. is what you choose to do. It seems like our best option. It does. Eric, what do you think? I'll go along. I don't know how I'd track down another piece of the infernal machine. I don't even know if there are other extant pieces. There are plenty of legends and rumors about pieces of the infernal machine of Lum the Mad showing up. I will say that... Some of them might even be true. Yes, some of them (laughs) might even be true. There might actually be one in the possession of a certain gnome that is currently on the moon, wherever the moon is right now. But that's oddly specific, and I don't know why I brought it up. And Bryn has no way of knowing that. <laughs> nope, no way at all. <laughs> all right. So if is there anything you want to get out of the way or do before you go to Coombridge? Resummon Chip. All right, congratulations. You have a freshly summoned Chip. He's got that new familiar smell, and that the smell is familiar, and also he is a familiar, and therefore... That's what he smells like. Hey, Chip. Sorry it took so long to get you back. Chip blinks at you and wipes his whiskers. Oh. 
<laughs> For him, it was instantaneous. I would like to talk to Nalith uh, about what we discussed earlier, getting a mage here to set up a teleportation circle. All right. Uh, they bring in a, a rather elderly-looking human who he, he's got the stereotypical old wizard look. He's got the long white beard. He's rather bald on top, but he doesn't trim the sides, so those are also quite long. And he doesn't always remember to put on a hat, so there's that going on. And he likes to putter around. But he, he does remember to cast Teleportation Circle every day from what you've seen. He doesn't even be reminded about that. But he does forget a lot of other things. Like, apparently, um, teaching his classes, which is why the Academy was willing to part with him. <laughs> it, he, he was just, he was really into a good book. And he, he was going to get to that eventually. The 15-minute rule occurred and the students walked out of his classroom pretty much constantly. So... Here, the Castle Kavrim has a, a very decently sized library, so he's got plenty of books to read, and so long as he remembers to cast Teleportation Circle right after he does his morning routine for his after his long rest in the morning, then everything's hunky-dory. And so far, it seems to be working out well for everyone. Great. All right. If there's no other I-want-to-do-these-things first... Just real quick, I would uh, uh, Eric would like to look for any place around here that does armor this will take two seconds just want to check something uh well there is a blacksmith in the nearby town uh i'm gonna say that sure a, a, the person who runs that particular blacksmith has returned so they are there they're sort of reorganizing things because they left in a kind of a hurry and there may have been some actual looting that took place after they left but there's a blacksmith shop and there's a blacksmith in it what do you need I am looking to upgrade my my chainmail. I mean, it's cool and all, but sometimes, you know, it chafes under the arm. Is there any way someone can help me out with I mean, for the chafing, it's have, so... have you tried a thicker shirt? Uh, but but I want to keep my muscles out. You see how nice these are? I, I like uh, the way well, they... Yeah, the, the sun is out, so therefore the guns must be out. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, have you considered plate? Ah, uh, Something about plate, a little too... Too heavy. Chainmail really just is nice. Is a nice good. I mean, I like plate as long as you can move in it. You know. Ah, so so what you're asking for is chainmail that's better than chainmail, <laughs> or just something that maybe you know has some some upgraded. I don't know uh, a chain, maybe uh, some some elemental items, some something I can I can I can again. I've had this for a while. I need to change for something. Well, I mean. I'm a blacksmith, not not a wizard, so I, I don't really have. You know, I, I might have, I might have something. It doesn't help with like elemental stuff. You're not gonna be, you're not gonna be throwing firebolts left and right. That's kind of silly. But uh, so I got the stuff that's made out of. I'm, I'm told it was a meteor, which is that's kind of out there, isn't it? But um, it does hold up really well. Uh, one could argue that if there was a thing called a critical strike, you might not even take critical damage if someone h- tried to hit you when you're wearing this. It's not really Ooh. magical magical, but, I mean, it's better than what you got. And it's very breathable, let's put it that way. I like it. Okay. What, is it, what does it look like, and how much is it? Uh, well, it looks very much like the shirt you have now. Uh, there's a few aesthetic differences, but otherwise, you know, chainmail is chainmail. Um... Well, you know, I'm trying to get everything back together. Uh, there was some fire damage that happened. Not sure what that was about. It seemed to start on a floor where there was nothing that could be kept set on fire. 
which is really weird, but never mind about that. Uh, it did seem to get put out by a large amount of water being tossed on it all at once. No idea how that could have happened. Uh, you know, most people here don't have the money for it. I'd say if you give me 100 gold, I'd call that fair and square. Hmm. Let me see. Let me, you mind if I see it and scoop it out? I want to make sure it's not used or anything like that, you know? I mean, sure. Here, here you go. It, it still has that new fell from the stars and was forged into chainmail smell. It's not just the air freshener that's in there. That, 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 that's just there for show. Okay, no problem. I'll give you... I'll give you... How uh, does 10 platinum more? One second, the DM is trying to remember how much platinum are worth in gold pieces because he never uses uh, platinum. Ten, 10 gold. 10 platinum? Sure. Yes. That, that's exactly what I was asking for. That's 100 gold. Sure. Well, I know oh, that yes. some people don't like, don't like, they want to keep the gold and don't want to go with the platinum, you know, because they're a diff, little different color. They wear yeah. shimmers and stuff. So the, the volume that I work in for having to buy metals and have that brought in, this will be spent. It's all good. What's, uh, what is it, the adamant? Yeah, so just do a search for adamantine chain, and you should find something you can equip. It's You now have, for this character, the same armor that you had for your cleric in the previous campaign. Congratulations. Yay! This amuses me greatly. Adamantine chain. <clears throat> All right. So if there's nothing else, a certain elven wizard is going to snap her fingers and you are magically going to appear quite literally magically because a wizard did it and that's not actually a joke though it kind of is now and you are inside a gazebo i won't make the obvious joke no no please make the obvious joke everyone makes the joke there was a bard in here earlier who just immediately attacked it i had to ask him not to The voice you're hearing is from a young woman who appears to be in her maybe early 20s. Uh, She has long blonde hair pulled back in a braid. She is wearing robes, and she is sitting uh, nonchalantly with a bored expression um, on one of the benches that's going around the outer edge of the gazebo. Okay. You are a very talkative bunch, let me tell you. Uh, Well, in any case, hello, my name is Ellie. Dad told me that there were going to be some visitors from a barony, so he sent me to say hi to you. So, uh, hi. Hi. Hola. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise, I'm sure. Um, sorry, I'm in, I'm in a bad mood right now. Uh, has nothing to do with ex-boyfriends at all, or fire damage. Ah. Alleged, alleged fire damage. <clears throat> I insist that it was justified, but never mind about that. At least two oh. of us have been there. I hope everything's okay. I'm told that the clerics got to him quickly enough. So, sadly, no. Nothing is okay. <sighs> what can I do for you? Oh, I should probably finish my introduction. Um, I'm Ellie Idris. Uh, my father is Lord Idris. He happens to be the de facto leader of Coombridge. Uh, some locations with smaller populaces call that a king. We don't, for some reason. It's fine. Uh, I was told that you are here to speak to someone, not us, though. Otherwise, my father would probably be meeting you directly. Yeah, but we're supposed to talk to someone named Selly? Uh, that would be Zevi. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Kobold. Have you met Kobolds before? No. No. 
They are really interesting. The first kobold I ever met, she's like one of my best friends. Her name is Meepo. She's got this really cool hat that looks like an umbrella, and she covers everything in glitter. We had so much fun when I was younger. Uh, well, okay, getting ahead of myself here. But in, in any case, uh, they're kind of like, have you ever seen an alligator? An alligator? Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine an alligator that wasn't an alligator. It was kind of like... Uh, no offense to, to you, um, and she motions to Bryn. Kind of like if you cross an alligator with a halfling, so they're about as tall as you, but they look like an alligator with a tail and everything, but they talk. Oh, no. Yeah, Zili is one of the higher-ups. Do they uh, have wings? Well, most don't, but some do. Zili's one of the ones that does. Oh. Well, hopefully we'll have this to ask will this go one better. not to try to kill us. <laughs> yes. Oh, she doesn't just attack you unless there's a reason to. Well, in fairness, we did attack the last one first. You might not want to bring that up. Yeah, Kevin did. Ah. Who? It's a long story. We thought that what was summoning a ghost Zeely was actually summoning a demon. It's a long story. You know what? You're probably not the first person to make that mistake, but usually they assume that she's a dragon. Yeah, well... Dragons tend to be bigger, I think. She has ways of appearing to be larger than life. But in any case, let me take you to the farm and then I can go back to being grounded. Uh, too old to be deserved anyway. In any case, uh, yeah, let's go. So the gazebo is within the... Okay, so let's put it this way. That's back up. There's Coombridge, which is a collection of settlements in the Coombridge Valley. And the main settlement is town called Coombridge Keep. It's named for a castle, which is also called Coombridge Keep. If this sounds confusing, it's actually a point of pride for the citizens of Coombridge Keep every time someone comes in and they are confused between the difference of Coombridge Keep, the castle, and Coombridge Keep, the town. And they actively encourage this confusion. Go figure. Coombridge Keep, the castle, has a courtyard area that happens to have this gazebo in it. Ellie, not Ellie the player, but Ellie the character, who might have been named after Ellie the player before Ellie the player joined this campaign, but never mind about that, uh, leads you out of the keep and then out of the keep. Um, before you leave the second keep, uh, she does acquire a cart with horses. She seems to be quite adept at uh, dealing with horses and carts. That seems to be part of uh, her upbringing where she knows how to do this. And... She has you all hop on board and starts uh, ushering you off towards the farm. So uh, it's not necessarily my business, but at the same time, uh, why are you here to meet Zeely if you've never met a kobold before? At least not a real one. You said there was a ghost Zeely? Long story. Yeah, well, this is not going to be a quick trip, so um, go ahead and lay it on me if you're interested. (laughs) And you don't need to go through the whole narration at this point, but... Because anyone who wants that can go and listen to the the previous episodes that we've recorded and put up on the website, aaronbsmith.com slash cogwheel. They're all there at the time you're hearing this. Uh, So (laughs) what what details would you give um, young Miss Idris? Ellie, I don't get that reference. (laughs) How Stan Lee signed the the check issue number 40 references in like Spider-Man comics. Oh, okay. Now I get the reference. Probably, yeah, that we're 
trying to find information regarding a particular magical item, and we were told that she's the one who'd know. Well, she's been on a lot of adventures. Did you know she helped kill a dragon? Something about fighting it from the inside. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. But she was inside its mouth at least once, I think. Well, that's something I haven't done. Memo to self. Yeah, I don't think I'd recommend Please it. Please don't. That sounds, um, that sounds like there's not enough prestidigitation in the world. Yeah, we I are prefer some dragons from, from the on top of them. From on top works. They usually don't expect you to be flying above them. But the look on their yeah, face almost, when you land. Yeah, we almost killed the dragon. It was close. But unfortunately, we ended up negotiating with the dragon. So, you know, it is what you can do that. Let's say we had uh, a finger on the pulse of what it wanted. Well, we've had three dragon attacks here. Uh, two of them are confirmed kills. One of them got away. We haven't seen them since. Well, it'd be you, wonderful to hear the stories of the, you, you might the adventures not, you You might not want to bring up that particular one that got away either. He kind of laid waste to the farm we're heading to. A lot of kobolds got killed. It's kind of a sore point. Best not to even mention it to Zeely. She was really, really incensed. Understand. Anyway, I talked right over you. What was that? No, no. We're good. Okay, so you make additional small talk between that random point on the road where this conversation ended and the farm. It does take a few hours travel, but it's a lot faster than if you had been walking. Uh, Apparently, uh, young lady Idris likes to go fast when driving vehicles. I have no idea where that trait came from, but apparently that's something she enjoys doing. And you reach the farm, and you see that it is filled with kobolds. As in, Ah. there's the farmhouse, and there's a kobold hanging out the window, beating a throw rug against the wall. And there's a lot of dust coming out. Uh, There's kobolds on the porch. Some of them seem to be whittling things. Uh, There's kobolds in the fields that are apparently riding sheep with numbers painted on their sides. While a bunch of other kobolds cheer them on, that's... One, two, and four. <laughs> I was wondering. Apparently, there's a bit of um, a gambling ring happening because people are placing bets. And by people, I mean kobolds. And there are several hatches in the ground scattered all over the place that occasionally open and kobolds come out or go back in. Most of them are wearing very large floppy hats. Huh. Very different from what I've heard of the stories of kobolds and them being underground creatures, not necessarily out and doing things. Yeah, most of them do prefer to be underground, but uh, they deal a lot with humans in Coomridge, uh, more than apparently most kobolds do back where they came from. So some of them found ways to deal with it in the daytime. Also, there's some, you know, ordinances about noise pollution, so they can only do the sheep racing during the day. Understandable. Definitely fair. You are all taking this very well. Well, none of these have thrown a firebolt or a fireball at my face yet. Oh, that would be Zeely. Or wall of fire. Would also be Zeely. And in uh, in my country of planting, we are very uh, open to many different uh, races of of creatures. Uh, We enjoy everyone. That's good to hear. Uh, Not everyone in Coomridge was like that, but we've gotten better. Right, well, this is your stop. So, um... Your best bet is probably to knock on that hatch over there. That's shipping and receiving. They, they'd probably be able to tell you where to go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not a problem. I'm... Next time. Hmm? Next time. Poison. Less easy to trace back to you. I like you. I like her. 
I'll, I'll keep that in mind. All right. If there's a next time. And she turns the cart around and starts heading back. A little icon appears in the corner of your vision, and it says, Ellie Idris will remember this. Oh, no. <laughs> I am so curious I... about the interactions of these creatures. I guess They're we should go over and knock on the hatch. It's like watching beetle races. I am a little bit worried about where shape number three is. <laughs> yes, let's go knock on the hatch. It's their day off. They're working in the cafeteria today. Bah. You see, you might think that I'm just trying to assuage your fears, but that would be pulling the wool over your eyes. <laughs> and I will not do that. Yes, Archbeth, how sheepish you will all be. You Just don't try to ram uh, it down our throats. <sighs> no, oh. I just feel like I'd be fleecing you. Hello, and welcome to Critical Pun. <laughs> you guys are so bad. Oh... All right, I'm going to hoof it over to that great er or hatch. <laughs> Just be glad they weren't cow puns, because I'd be milking it for all it's worth. Don't okay. I, think, I think that some sheep are definitely... Um, do sh- is sheep's milk a thing? For some reason, I thought it was, but then suddenly... No, they I are mammals. I just usually hear, if it's not cows, it's usually goat's milk that's advertised. So I hear music. That <laughs> is not on mine. You did not hear music. <laughs> You heard some people going very fast on the freeway. Oh, no. That that was Ellie Idris. Apparently, those, <laughs> those, those horses and that cart were infused with magic. <laughs> they can't go up to 60 on the open road. Nay, nay, nay. Does Mazir have inspiration? <laughs> she does now. <laughs> she does now. And Mazir gets that inspiration as... She goes up and knocks on the hatch and give me a dexterity save. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. Okay, that's a uh, nat 20. Natural 20 for a 29. Yeah. If Wonderful. Chris was here, he'd be talking about how that was a wasted roll. <laughs> but you effortlessly um, get out of the way as the hatch flies open and a kobold covered in the best word you can come up with is accoutrements because they seem to cover a wide variety of genres. Uh, there are goggles that appear to be very steampunkish. Not that characters in this game setting would know what steampunk is. Uh, the hat looks like it was sewn together out of a bunch of scraps. Uh, they have a backpack that has a wicker basket attached to the backpack. There is a skunk hanging out inside the basket that appears to be very pleased with itself. And this kobold is currently also holding a stick with a scorpion tied to the end of it. Who goes there? Um, hello. Oh, hello. Um, Bryn is sort of staring at the scorpion like she's not sure what to say about it. Also, this kobold, when it turned to respond to Bryn, turned with the stick also. So the scorpion is pointing its business end at Bryn right now, which, by the way, is the front because it's got two pinchers and the stinger all facing that way. Who are you? Mazir. Mazir, Baroness Kavrin, and her retinue. We seek an audience with Zeely. The kobold immediately swivels over to Mazir. The stick is pointed in Mazir's direction. Ooh, Baroness? Cool. Haven't had a Baroness in a while. Uh, actually ever. I don't think we've had Baronesses here. Uh, one second. Hey, Talklock! What's a Baroness? Uh, it's like a Baron, but not. You're very helpful. Thanks! <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, uh, you wanted to speak to Zili? Yes. Okay, uh, do you know the password? Fire. Uh, <laughs> well, you wanted to speak to Zili, so that's probably the right password. Right, follow me. And they go down what apparently is a ladder underneath the hatch. A great guess. That worked. All right, let's go I down. I feel like there wasn't a password, or that there were several. We also accept please as the password. Also, stop playing around. That's that's a common password. And I will destroy you and all you love is usually the most frequently used password. Oh, dear. Yes, but this is a diplomatic mission. And if everything we've heard about Zeely is true, then I figured fire was a pretty good password. Anyway, uh, pleased to meet you. I'll watch your step there. There's a lot of boxes over here, and uh, we never really cleaned up the green slime that came out of one of them. Uh, but pleased to meet you. My name is Ertos. I'm one of the inventors here. Uh, watch your head. Watch your head. That's that's a low bridge. Uh, I never heard a, a metal bar make that particular sound before. That's interesting. Uh, and I'm I'm one of the ones that's probably going to get to the go to the moon as soon as it comes back. So that's going to be a thing. That's going to be really fun. Uh, what? Careful, careful. Watch that. That that is a load bearing poster. Don't move that poster. It might make the whole thing collapse. Oh dear. The moon's coming back. Oh yeah. At least that's what we were told. Uh, Zeely went there and came back, and she told us all about it. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yep. I did not even notice the moon was gone. Yeah. Um. Races that are up during the daytime, I never make sense of you. Okay, well, if we go this way, uh, that's uh, quarters for various kobolds over there. Uh, that way is the hatchery. I recommend avoiding it at all costs. Uh, we just had a bunch of eggs hatch, and they're a little nippy. Uh, fortunately, Cogbucket usually takes care of that. So that's going to be okay. And over this way, if you go this way, that's offices. Uh, that's where the council meets on a regular basis when they're not cowering in fear of all who would oppose them. Uh, don't tell them I said that. That was a bit of a joke. No, not a very good joke. Uh, and Zeely's, uh laboratory, I I think that's, that's what I would call it. I don't know what she calls it. I, I usually just try to avoid her gaze. Uh, she terrifies me, uh, is, is right down this hallway here. So, uh, here we are. I'm just going to, uh, knock on the door and, oh, nope, nah, I, I don't hear a response. I guess she's out. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, get, I, I'm, I've got to be going now. Bye. You've done your duty. Thank you very much. You say this to Ertos's back as they scurry away. Yes. Uh, I'll knock um, a little more firmly on the door. You're not inquire- entirely sure that, and I'm saying this to a character with a passive perception of 20. Well, that's went up when you leveled. Uh, you're not entirely sure that the knock came in contact with said door. Oh, yeah. I, I figured it was something like that. Yes. Uh, so, Zeely, you hear a knock at your door. What would you be doing during the day, usually, if you weren't sleeping? Uh, I suspect that Zeely does at least some magic item crafting. Okay. There might be a partly finished wand of fireballs on the desk. And so the door will open. And there is a small red and platinum winged kobold. All right. Um, you're all new. Astonished by the different colors of the kobold people. It's wonderful. New and kind of rude. Forgive me, Azili. I'm very fascinated. You must be, Zili. Yes, that's me. And I suppose I am fascinating, but I'm also busy, so what's all this about? My name is Mazir. This is Bryn, and this is Eric. 
and uh, over here is Ulfgar. And uh, we need to have a conversation. Do we? Yes, it involves saving a life. You'd better all come in. And Zeely gestures for them to head in. It's, as laboratories go, it's not the least organized, but there's a lot of random stuff around in various places that she thought might be useful. There's a weird amount of copper wire over there. Uh, and there's... She gestures for them to come on into a fairly empty space in the area where there are a few chairs. They're kobold-sized. So that right. means they're also so, bin-sized. True. Eric finds an empty spot and leans on his shield as he just watches. All right. Saving a life. I'm going to get this name wrong. In your extensive experience and travels, have you heard of the Circus of Finagle Fleabottom? You did not get the name wrong. <laughs> I mean, the name of the circus, yes, you did. But you didn't get the name of the, the main character wrong. Huzzah! It's close enough. Um, I remembered mm, a gnome's name correctly. The DM does not make can't, that easy. Can't say I've heard of it, but I'm sure you'll tell me why it's relevant. It was a traveling circus. All right. Uh, about five or six years ago, uh, we burned it down. Finagle Fleabottom had been using a powerful and primordial magic item to enslave people to work in his circus. Ah, in that case, good problem-solving skills. I approve of burning that down. Remember, Zuni is the, the responsible pyromaniac. Yes. One of the people he enslaved uh, came with us after we burned down the circus. His name was Sanctimonious Long. He had been enslaved for, correct me if I'm wrong here, about 40 years. Correct, give or take. And he is now dying. We feel something of a responsibility for him. All right. And we know of an entity who is willing to trade a potion, an unguent, something of that nature, that will restore Sanctimonious's age at the moment he was enslaved. And keep in mind, well, when I don't he was have... enslaved, he, he has no memory of the time when he was enslaved. Well, if someone told you that I can make potions of youth, they were no. misinformed. Not to put too fine a point on it, he is willing to trade it for an orb of dragon control. Ah, now I see why this involves me. What does he want with an orb of dragon control? As far as I can tell, he wants to take them out of circulation. Well, that's very nice, because that's also what I'm doing with it. Which I appreciate. He claims to have four of them, and yours is the fifth. Right. Forgive me, then, if I don't take him at his relayed word. You want to restore someone's youth. Yes. I'm aware then that there are Then let me make you a counteroffer. Very well. Well... I can't make a potion of youth, but I can uh, give someone a new lease on life, provided that uh, it's fully grown when their old lease runs out. I see. How, how long does the fully grown take? About half a year. But, yes, I can solve your problem. 
in about a day, maybe two, if he'd like to uh, wait out the growth in suspended animation. But, you know, I'm going to have to wish to do it, so let's discuss what you'll be doing for me and for the Circle of Tales in return for me bringing to bear the most powerful spell in existence. Yes? I wondered when that question was going to come up. <laughs> Let's get in contact with Sanctimonious and see if he's willing to undergo this procedure. All right. After all, I have a suspicion that you and the Council of Tales, I mean, we are strangers. And I doubt that you would want to owe us that big a favor if we did something for you first and then he turned us down. I'm generous. I'd uh, start the thing. I'd be willing to start it growing uh, while you went off to render some assistance. All right. Hey, Matt. Hola. Hey, Matt. What teleportation circle? Uh, We would need to speak to him in Sandstone. That's right, right? He's not still in Plantain? Oh, no, he's definitely in Sandstone. Okay. I'm not sure if Zeely knows the coordinates for that particular one, but there she does are, not. Uh, there are likely th- at least three spellcasters in Coombridge Valley who are aware of the coordinates for Sandstone. Um, Lord Idris, if he doesn't know it, can look it up. Same with Ellie Idris. And Ari might just know it because he likes knowing everything. Fair. And there went the flash. Yeah. Uh, that was the Cobalt Air Brigade. They have been prototyping some uh, low-flying vehicles. They're calling them the Blue Angles. They might need to work on the name a little bit. All right. I don't have Sandstone's coordinates. I'm assuming one of you does? I do. If we don't, we can find them. Ah, yes, Ulfgar does. Right, then. Um, Out of character, I'm not really sure how... Um. Giving someone coordinates works, but I assume that... It's a series of runes and arcane symbols. I have usually simplified it in-game as saying it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, start. (laughs) It's select start if you want to transport more than one person. That'll let you transport up to 30. I was about to say, there's a select in there somewhere. I'm just saying. Select is definitely in there. Yes. But if you miscast it, you end up in a strange land called Konami. So what you're saying is that it's not a teleportation sur- superhighway. It's a series of runes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. And you already have inspiration. So the quick and dirty on sigils or teleportation coordinates, you basically can commit one to memory after studying it for one minute. All right, then. If one of you uh, would care to hand me the sequence... Ulfgar will gladly do so. Thank you. Also, uh, so you know, since you just uh, logged in, Actually, that's Zeely, not Bryn. Not Bryn <laughs> yeah, is staying oddly silent and hiding behind Ulfgar, but trying to act like he's not hiding behind Ulfgar. <laughs> yeah, Bryn is getting fireballed and firebolted and... <laughs> And to be fair, I'm saying this because I'm re- mirroring a comment that Archbeth made in Discord chat. <laughs> but but if Eo is going to yes and that, then that's fine. We've been playing for about an hour and Matt just got here. Do we want to take five so we can catch Matt up? We can do that. 
And that then sounds we, like come, a good idea. Come to in sandstone. Okay. Yeah, you wake up in sandstone. You've been totally encased in the rock. There's a lot of sediment. <laughs> Moving forward, I'm going to press buttons. Okay, we're back, and right now we're going to have a small cut scene. (laughs) You already have inspiration. Um, Right now we're going to have a small cut scene where Monty pops into uh, Zili's office and looks around for her, and I I guess she she went out. I'm... Where does that music come from? Every single time. I'm just going to wait here, I guess, for her to come back. She probably won't be gone very long. Not like she'd go off to, say, one of the free cities halfway across the continent without her old man or anything. She wouldn't do that. Not that I ever got a chance to see half of those countries. I'd kind of like to go at some point. As as his voice trails off, we do a a crossfade to the city of Sandstone, which is not currently under attack. Thank goodness. (laughs) Not yet. Oh, no. There there have still been attacks, and there are signs of these attacks. There are various buildings that have shown some structural damage. Uh, the last time you were here for an attack, it was an enraged dragon turtle. Uh, but there's no actual attack occurring right at this moment that you appear in the tel- teleportation circle, which is, as I've mentioned in previous sessions, in the courtyard area in front of the town hall. Oh. <sighs> When you appear, there aren't many people in the courtyard. There's a few people going here and there on various errands. Every single one of them stops and stares. Zeely immediately launches herself into the air because I feel like that's kind of her default when she's not underground. Okay. Give me an intimidation check. (laughs) So that escalated quickly. Yeah. Whether or not Zeely is attempting to intimidate, a pocket dragon has appeared in a town that is effectively under siege. 34. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Zeely already has inspiration, so I can't give you inspiration. That's a a 17 plus 17. (laughs) Zeely's a sorcerer. A level 19 sorcerer who has double proficiency in intimidation. When Zeely attempts to persuade, it's actually just a version of intimidation. (laughs) She gives you her warmest grin. Uh, She specializes in fire. Warmest is dangerous. (laughs) Okay, so with a 34, there are now no longer any eyewitnesses. Uh, most of them have fled in terror, some of them screaming, some of them running silently. Three of them have fainted. <laughs> one of them was one of the guards stationed outside the town hall. It was his first day. Well, I seem to have made an impression. <laughs> Obam's in the corner with a tankard of avail. Mo- in sandstone? <laughs> 
Anywhere. He can be anywhere right now. He could be anywhere, yeah. It's been 15 years (laughs) since we had an Obame encounter. He could be literally anywhere. And by that, I mean his party figured out how to travel from world to world. So, could be anywhere. (laughs) All right, we need to get to Sanctimonious Tower. Okay, well, we are going to do a smash cut to get there because nothing really exciting happens unless you count various shutters being closed violently and doors being locked as a flying pocket dragon soars majestically down the streets. And you are then in front of Sanctimonious Tower. Do you choose to go through the front door or is Mazir going to go through her usual route? This time we'll go through the front door. You got to keep them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while we act perfectly normal. <laughs> no one will suspect it. Exactly. That's why only the secret doors to the tower are trapped. The front door, you just need the password. It, It's the word password. <laughs> but it, it's I was still, going to it, ask if it was fire. It's still fancy because instead of an O in the word password, it's actually a zero. People are much less likely to guess it. I'm going to have to go in and reinsert that silence because that was glorious. That, that's how I want my jokes to be responded to. Okay, Archbreath is laughing, but still. <laughs> do you just walk right in or do you knock on the door? I think we knock on the door. Okay. Um, you hear some puttering and some muttering and, I'm coming, I'm coming. <sighs> Put these stairs here. I mean, I know it's my place, but got to get into character voice. Hold on. <clears throat> Who put those stairs there? I mean, I know it's my family's tower, but I'd like to know the architect. I'm going to put ramps. They're much more efficient. <laughs> All right, so uh, knock on the door. Hold on, hold on. If it's Girl Scout cookies, I'm sorry. Another troop already beat you to it. And the door flies open, and Sectimonious sees the party, and, well, he, he understands that the party is there. He specifically notices Zeely. Oh, you're new. <laughs> Hi, Sanctimonious. Hello, there it goes man. to give him a big hug. <laughs> You are very strong, my friend. Crack your bones. <laughs> the, um... Let me drop back into Bryn's voice for a moment. <laughs> the mission, um... Seems to have gone off in a slightly different direction than expected. Young lady, that is the only thing I have ever expected. It, I don't know quite how to say this, but it turns out my mage tower doesn't want to die. So we're researching alternate options. And uh, Zeely may be able to provide one. Yes. I'm told that a friend of all of yours wants the last orb of dragon control. That would be Mo. Yes. Well, come on in. Come on in. I'll make some tea or something. You, you drink tea, don't you? Um, I can't say I have anything against tea. Fine. Then I'll make some tea. And I think I've got shortbread cookies here somewhere. Ah, here's a tin. Sewing supplies. Why are the... <laughs> <laughs> At some point... You give yourself my inspiration ancestors... there, Crash. <laughs> At some point, I think one of my ancestors cursed this tower so that any shortbread cookie tins transmute the shortbread cookies into sewing supplies. That can be the only explanation. I have never we seen gotta find a way in my life. That. I think we someone got... uh, cast that curse on back at my home, too, says Bryn. If there's any epic quest that someone can go on to, to rid the world of that curse, now that, that would be an adventure worth having for somebody else. Okay, so Sanctimonious goes through the process of making tea. Uh, 
uses Firebolt to heat the kettle, or at least get it started, because what's the point of having Firebolt if you can't use it for day-to-day life? <laughs> it's also good for removing wasp nests and stubborn weeds, and weeds that aren't stubborn. And grass and small, growing where you don't want it to. And small patches of grass that look funny. Um, <laughs> and yes, Arshbeth, not poison ivy. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves of three, let it be. And do not burn, and if burning, do not stand downwind. <laughs> Do not inhale. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you do not want to have to make those con saves. No, and as a Boy Scout, Actually, I have never encountered that problem, but I know Scouts who have. <laughs> given given that dwarves have resistance to poison and advantage on poison saves, I don't know. <laughs> Still not something I'd be willing to try. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. Yep, I do not. If you aerosolize it, I would say that you would have to make your safety disadvantage, which would just make you par for the course. Yeah. Oh, that's even Steven. Yeah. Uh, so you all have tea. Uh, it, it's a peppermint blend. Uh, and, and you have as many sewing supplies as you wish, because sadly there are no <laughs> shortbread cookies. And d- the DM will remember that Eric gave him inspiration. <laughs> Just, just so you know. So you have been warned. I did, I did not know I was that powerful. Well, you're not, but the DM took that as permission to give himself inspiration. <laughs> okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> and that laugh also means that Eric has inspiration if he doesn't already have it. But moving forward. So you I said have- that the plan deviated. I'm Amen. assuming that it has something to do with our scaly friend here. Yes, this is Zeely. A pleasure to meet you. Nice uh, to meet you. Like you, Zeely favors fire. Oh. Fantastic. Oh, interesting. Yes, I've been known to erect a wall of fire here and there on occasion. <laughs> but she has, well, perhaps I'd better let her explain it because I am not sure of the details. All right, so... Look, the last time I saw those other four orbs, they were vanishing into the mouth of a god who has been forgotten by the world. But you remember this. Yeah, I was there when the god was forgotten. Long story. Not telling it. Well, I've forgotten 40 years of my life, so can't really be one to judge, can I? Are you certain these are the same orbs? I'm not saying they're not, but I have seen a significant number of magical items, many of which have been copied over the years. There were only five around when I stole one. So I won't say that I'm sure there aren't more, but... But you find it extremely unlikely that an item as rare as them would have more than five. Right. Especially if someone's specifically looking for, well, mine. And Let's put it this way. Uh, my understanding is that Zeely knows of five. Mo says he has four, and that Zeely's is the last one. Well, Mo has always been something of a collector. This is true. Yes, well, I can't say even I would want to dimension door into that mouth. What an odd way of describing things. <laughs> you haven't met... Mo, he he's he's my size. Well, actually, somewhere between myself and young Eric over there, but still. Oh no, no, no! I meant, I meant 
the the mouth of a forgotten god. Oh, sorry, I... You're going to find this incredibly silly, but I forgot. Eh, fair enough. It wasn't meant as a joke. I... Never mind. Never mind. So, you don't want to part with the orb that Mo wants, and therefore Mo... I want to make you a counter-offer. I'm listening. I can wish. I specifically, I can wish cast a certain spell that will um, grow another younger you. And without all of the uh, usual fuss with the components, so no expensive diamond, no a cubic inch of flesh. Oh, there's a version that's a cubic inch. Oh, that's been an improvement. I don't have that particular edition handy. I I am aware of the spell, in theory. It's something that a a colleague of mine, uh, Selin, was researching. The research wasn't very fruitful, but he and I conferred on a few details. You you can cast the spell, you say? Yes. And what do you ask of us? Well, the short answer is diplomacy. Well, it's been a fun life, but I don't think it's going to be one for much longer. No offense, but my idea of diplomacy, I've already stated, it's wall of fire. The dog seems to agree with me. (laughs) And the rest of you? Do you feel similarly? I have no problem giving it a try, but I'm not exactly the talker type. You need someone with an incredibly high charisma, bold leadership potential. Why? I'll be happy to give it a try. I can only think of two people who might be very good at it. Look, look, let me explain, all right? So, we're all aware of the situation with the flooding, the various nasty things coming out of the ocean, etc. Oh, yeah. Well, something... Some less nasty types came out of the ocean, too. Mm-hmm. They weren't a bunch of fish people, were they? Spoke by going a lot? Uh, no. No, I was not informed that they made a noise like that, and someone probably would have mentioned it. They actually spoke perfectly serviceable common. They they spoke common, I'm told. Well, then it's not the they're, ones I'm thinking of. They're called the, the Tritons. They're, um, well, they're apparently interested in opposing the Kraken, but somewhat less interested in playing well with others along the way. Oh. Though some of that might have been a certain, quote, ambassador, unquote's fault. Um... Initial diplomatic contact didn't go great. I would be happy to have a talk with them. Um, out of character, I forget. Has anyone told Zeli that Mazir is a baroness yet? Did Mazir say she was? I forgot. I don't think Mazir did say she was. Uh, we did. Mazir, Mazir told the artificer. And the artificer didn't stick or the, around. the inventor. But the inventor didn't stick around. Yeah. Now, there was a period where I said you can provide background information without ah, going through okay. all the details. So if you decide, yes, at some point, Mazir said, oh, by the way, just so you know, I'm a Baroness. Just throwing that out there as a thing. It I, might not say, have a That's nice, I'm a half-dragon. But no. So I'm sorry, what was that? 
it might not have occurred to Mazir because it, she's so used to using that to to either hiding that or using it to impress people who need to get out of the way. And you don't want Zeely out of the way. I don't want Zeely out of the way. I want Zeely to pay attention to me. <laughs> and well, since Zeely's already paying attention to me, so yeah, I don't think I would have said that. Okay. Well, the where, short... Hmm? Where are the Tritons? Uh, on either side of the orc lands. Oh, they're an aquatic species. Actually, yes, huh? you said they came out of the ocean. You're right. You're... I've... I have rolled halfway decent on an insight check. I'm going to look at something. And he goes into another room and he comes back with a book. I, I remember something about Tritons. The, uh, and he puts the book down. It's a fairly large volume. Um, Mordenkainen's Guide to the Elemental Plane of Water. And he flips through to the section that's labeled T. And yes, here they are. Tritons. They're quite formidable uh imagine if you that's will not tritons, that's chamomile oh wrong. this is the wrong book this is all on botany ah i'll go get the other book. comes back with the right book sets that down flips to t for triton and yes the dm got the joke but never mind about that it's a pun i love it um there how how do you put this imagine if you will uh the paladin that shows all the arrogance of someone who fully believes that they are correct and that everyone should agree with what they say and then give that trait to an entire race of beings that exist in the elemental plane of water. Yeah. And then yep. imagine that the leader of the diplomatic group sent to meet with them is feels similarly about himself and doesn't really agree with them on what this entails. That sounds like someone tried to put out a fire with a vial of oil. Pretty much. Well, I'm sure that went over quite well. <laughs> Any fatalities? We need non-cobalt envoys, much as I hate to say it. Ah, these envoys will likely need some ability to breathe underwater. Oh, yeah, right, right, yes. Um, hold on a moment. And Zeely reaches into her bag of holding and comes out holding caps of water breathing. Hmm. Well, no cloaks of a manta ray, I guess. The trip. I mean, these ones were made for kobolds who couldn't exactly wear their usual hats underwater, so... I just, I just, I'm not looking a gift cap of water breathing in the mouth. Not that I intend to be wearing one. Right. Anyway. So, mm -hmm. not to ask the awkward question, but do you happen to know a good way for us to get to the Orklands? Um, I Zeely feel like I do, but I forget. Would. Zeely came to Circulus on a flying gnomish city. And while her relationship with the citizens of that city has improved greatly over the past 15 years, um, her reputation has gone up the same way the city went down. <laughs> it, it's it's no longer a flying city. Let's put it that way. It is a formerly flying city. Uh, she does have the coordinates to get to the gnomish city of Serene. Which then Ulfgar could use to teleport to there. Yes. Okay. I know a teleportation circle nearby. Then 
as I have Let me open up my uh, address book, which also she also pulls out of the bag of holding. She carries a lot of stuff around in that. It's a shame that she keeps it in a bag of holding because otherwise I would say it's like a, a Rolo's address book of holding. <laughs> where you open it up and the pages just like flip around in a full cylinder. <laughs> I mean, you could put that in a bag of holding also, but only once. And it also. wouldn't be a good idea. Well, it depends. Do you want an all-expenses-paid vacation to the astral plane? No. No, we do not. Not usually. <laughs> I hear it's very Not nice yet, this time of but year. we'll see how I Nobody feel after a couple that. more fights. <laughs> okay, so yes, you have coordinates for a gnomish city with no references. Serene is the name. Or Serene is that is just coordinates? Does she tell us the name of it or just give us the coordinates? My, my assumption is that she would yeah. probably give you the name. Yeah. But Okay. She'd, she'd explain. She, yeah. she gives you the coordinates and just smiles at you with that wonderful charismatic ZD smile and say, Sure. Use these coordinates. People who ask me for the last of five dragon orbs. I'm sure nothing bad will happen if you use these. Right. Formerly flying city of Cyrene. Cyrene? Cyrene. Cyrene. And what might we find there when we land there? Gnomes? or Gnomes. Gnomes I can get along with. They're one of the few people shorter than me. And it's... It landed in the Orc lands, kind of less than on purpose. I could hear the quotation marks on the other <laughs> side of the word landing. Yeah. So, would you happen to have been involved in that landing? Or was that before or after you, Zeely? That was the fault of the enormous green dragon that wanted to be a god. Ah. Uh. Kind of a hazard to things in the air. Any idea where this teleportation circle will put us within the city of Serene? Near the airport. Huh? Uh, near the airport. Not that you would know what the airport is, but it'd be near the airport. <laughs> no. Okay. I just worry about, like, say, in Sandstone, for example, when we landed there, or here, it kind of has a little welcome port, and, you know, there's a guard standing by in case, oh, who knows what comes through. Uh, will we have to deal with any local... Uh, law enforcement, taxes, God forbid. Okay, out of character, I don't really know much about the city, so... Give me give me a history check for Zeely. Okay. I mean, because there's a chance. That, yeah. There's a chance with Zeely's status that she just has not had to deal with any of this, so she wouldn't know. Um, sidekick is... Okay, oh, that's a that oh, one. So, Zeely, so far as you know, you show up and they say, oh, hi, Zeely, how you doing? And everything is hunky-dory. Um, there, there's no customs, there's I no investigations, there's no wands of truth I don't telling. know what the bureaucracy does. Fair enough. Uh, well, I just worry if we have to, you know, when we land or arrive, do we have to come out swinging or do we pay an entry fee? But if you don't know, then we'll find out when we get there. I don't know. I certainly hope they won't attack you. Look, if, if you have to, you can what? tell them that I uh, deputized you all as diplomats. Don't do anything undiplomatic. Right, so I shouldn't talk. Mazir? <laughs> I can be diplomatic on occasion. Fantastic. Excellent. 
any local arcane impediments that we might have to worry about? Um, or, is, like, um, do they not let us cast spells in the city? That is not a restriction that is in place. Um, Zeely would be very much aware that spell casting is actively encouraged, especially since it's a gnomish city. All sorts of mechanical uh, and magical innovations are in, are encouraged. Yeah, I was more, more mechanical and not magical. <laughs> the, the things that Zeely would probably be most aware of in the city is that they, in fact, do have an air force. So they have yeah, a significant number of, of craft that are capable of traveling through the atmosphere at high velocity. And those would probably be your best method of travel to get to either side of the orc lands to meet with the tritons. They build flying craft. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Craft that fly? I mean, dragons fly. Ooh, I love things that go in the, in the air. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I prefer to keep my feet on the ground. Well, look, if this was an ideal situation, it would be handled already, so... Well, I, agreed. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I, I've got no I've got no compunction against going, other than I'm not a great diplomat. Uh, but should negotiations sour, I can certainly help get us out of that situation. And I'm one who lets my sword and shield do the talking, so I'm not really the diplomatic type, but... I'll protect whoever becomes a diplomat. And we do have our naturally enchanting Bryn. True. I, um, I can certainly assist with diplomacy. Um, Bryn looks a bit nervous still. <laughs> well, our guys can be, while we're diplomatic, while we're a diplomatic envoy, no diplomat would travel without a guard or, or something to at least protect and Having another wizard handy certainly wouldn't hurt matters. So I think we're safe, at least for the moment, until we land and find out what's really going on there. Right. Yeah, it does tend to go that way, doesn't it? Yeah, the life well, of an adventurer. Uh, here, let me uh, take a map and sketch down about where you'll be headed. Okie dokie. And um, I can uh, tell you what... I was told about how things went, bearing in mind that, um... It's been a while since you've been there. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean about the, uh... Oh, the what happened tri- during the negotiations. Uh, the previous negotiations with the Tritons. Right. Yeah, things didn't go so well when, uh, one council member, Sniv Stonetail, was sent to lead the delegation. <laughs> Oh, no. going, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, the the player would recognize the name. Yeah. He seemed like a good fit. I mean, he got along well with many of the kobold council members, was patriarch of his own clan of kobolds. So he had the skills. We don't know what went wrong. (laughs) The mind begins to wonder. Uh, While you've been having this conversation... Sanctimonious has been flipping through the section in his book on Tritons. So, this appears to be somewhat interesting. Please uh, elaborate. Well, it's just this paragraph here. I've, I've, I've read this before, but at the time, it, it didn't really sink in very well. Things are different now for reasons that you, you'll see are obvious. Despite their off-putting manners, Tritons are benevolent creatures at heart, convinced that other civilized races deserve their protection. 
their attitude might grate. I, I feel a little out right now, but never about that. That's editorializing. But when pirate fleets prowl the waves, or a kraken awakens from its slumber, they are among the first to take up arms to protect others. You see why we want them as allies. Indeed. And they're on both sides of the Orklands, you say? Mm-hmm. Well. Are they... Do, how do they, uh, I guess, congregate? Do they have tribes, clans, or are they all considered like, well, the elves tend to gather themselves together as one race, whereas, but they will, they rarely war amongst each other. Uh, the dwarves, myself, my race, we tend to be more clannish, and occasionally we'll have skirmishes with one another over territory. Do these tritons, are they more elvish or perhaps more dwarvish? They're paladin. That doesn't necessarily mean much. It means it's an army. So mm-hmm. we must go up the chain of command. Quite possibly. And looking at this map that Zili has drawn for us, assuming that they're in large enough numbers, which they might not be based on conversation we've just had, not a bad strategy. Those are the only two straits that join the inner sea with the outer ocean on Circulus. They block those off. The Kraken will be isolated from the vast majority of its forces, no matter which side it's on. Whether or not they'd be able to hold is another story, but they would definitely make it take notice. And as you stated in the book there, they are not fond of Krakens. No, although as an aside, I am a little disturbed that the plural was used. Well, I... Indeed. Did they did they say Krakens in the book, or...? Well, yes, you can see here. Uh, uh, then, yes. Um, although... When a Kraken awakens... Not the Kraken. A Kraken. A Kraken. He's pointing to a different paragraph. Disturbing thought, yes. Oh, I hope there's not more than one of them awake. Sorry? I hope so, too. But there's not more than one awake. But we need to convince them. I think think our tactic is clear. We convince them, and I don't think it will take much, that a Kraken is awakened. If they are here, then it's because they know. The key key is to get them to work with us, not... Yes. I don't think we have to convince them to fight the Kraken. Just to fight, not the to fight us, too. Yeah. Others, instead of going off and being very heroic and stubborn and an enormous pain on their own. Sandstone well, is under siege. This is relevant. Well, G- give me a moment. Sandstone is under siege. Sandstone is not gone. It is only under siege. It is under siege still because we as a city have accepted aid from various sources, some of them of dubious reputation, but I still consider Siege As he a says friend. that, an airship goes over. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come through the mic run, though. Oh, okay. Geronimo! <laughs> it is that teamwork that has allowed us to survive while other cities have been destroyed. These Tritons have set up locations that, if they are strong enough, will put a serious chokehold on the Kraken's forces, if they are strong enough. And they could be, especially if other people were assisting. And your mission, should we choose to accept it, is to convince them that that's a good idea. Right. Well, there's a whole section in this chapter called Haughty Nobles, so good luck. Yeah, but we're dealing with... Again! We're dealing with creatures that they don't like. True. 
but if you're not going at things the same way that they want to, they might just decide to do it on their own. And then it's just a matter of them getting picked off before the Kraken comes for the rest. Yeah, it's convincing them to work with us to fight it. That's going to be the hard part, because they're going to see us as needing their protection, but not our assistance. I've mentioned this a few times, but you know I can't go. No, I don't expect you to. We know. And I cannot ask you to do this for me. You don't have to ask, Sanctimonious. You keep saying that, it still baffles me. But even with me not in the equation, this seems like a very good thing. Well, the way I look at it, we're also, if we convince them to work with us, that's another thorn in the Kraken side. And that's all, that can only end well for us. <laughs> There's quite a few people, I'm sure, who found that being a thorn in the side of a powerful being did not end up on with a beneficial outcome for them. But I see what you're getting. So, you're agreeing? We'll agree to give it a try. I think that's all any of us can agree to. Good. Sanctimonious? Yes. Excellent. Uh, we should discuss, um, I mean, a container will still be necessary if not necessarily one as um, magically prepared as I guess usually would be needed because well look it shouldn't be growing out randomly in the open and I don't think it would work that way anyway so um, Zealand, I think we have a few can we leave you to hammer out the details while we get this cart rolling that's what I was suggesting oh 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 here's the uh the hats. Ah, thank you. Okay. So you collect your hats and you head out, and as you are leaving Sanctimonious's tower, you hear Sanctimonious talking to uh, Zeely and saying, yeah, so I have a friend named Selin. For some reason, I think you might get along with him quite well. He has a container similar to what you're asking for in Dimensions. So it's just a matter of getting a hold of him. He lives right down the road, in fact. And that's when you are out of range. And right. the DM has just realized that canonically now Zeely is going to know Zelen. Yep. And considering that this is inevitably going to result in Daldane also knowing Zelen. Well, considering oh, yes. how well the kobolds get along with Tim. <laughs> Tim better not be an enchanter. <laughs> that's where I got the name. <laughs> um, but Tim is a deathlock. He was a warlock for the ancient green dragon and then things went bad uh, uh he he defied the ancient green dragon when he was told to kill children it did not end well for him uh, he got torn into pieces and then we used mending <laughs> i i don't Accurate. think it works that way <laughs> there were other things well, done he was also. a zombie so oh well oh mending on a zombie would probably be okay <laughs> there were a variety of events that took place and some very nicely done roles on top of that Rule of Cool may have, may have also been invoked. Yes. Um, All right, gang. Let's make like a tree and leave. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Do you head off to the Nomish City right before we end the session? Or are you planning I think on doing we that? head off to the Nomish City. Okay. The only thing... I don't... Yeah, I don't think we have anything else to do in Sandstone. All right. Um, I, I have nothing to accomplish here other than if we stop for a meal, and that's about it. <laughs> well, we can stop I have for a meal. to say... You stop at a food truck. It is a relief to have gotten out of that without fire. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, fire fire is not our friend. Or the building we're in coming to life and trying to attack us. It's The DM has that also, also just realized bad. that Zeely and Sanctimonious are having a conversation by yes. themselves without supervision. 
<laughs> yes, yes, they are. Do you need an adult? They are both adults. <laughs> <laughs> there might be fire. You, you need a responsible adult. <laughs> I'm responsible. I'm not. <laughs> I, I can just picture, after you leave, but before Z leaves, the city of Standstone will be under attack again, and I pity the beings that attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. It's an army of Sahuigan. It's, it's, it's sushi. No, no. Sushi isn't cooked. <laughs> this is definitely Actually, cooked. <laughs> thinking about yeah. it, Nazir would suggest that we stop and get a meal after we've gotten to the Gnomish city. Because Sandstone is under siege and the gnomes uh, are in the jungle. Okay, yeah, and well, the gnomes might, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair, that's fair. We should we should head out, not tax resources any more than necessary. Okay, uh, so you head to the gnomish city by way of teleportation circle, and when you appear, uh, the first thing you see is about fifteen people. Well, people is a very broad description. Um. Your first thought was that they were on horseback. No, they were the horses. Centaurs. They're, well, you've heard stories of centaurs. They don't tend to also have wings. Oh, no, that's not that's not normal at they all. Are, they are all wearing plate mail. I can respect that. Holding spears. Uh, and they're leveled at, at me. You. Ah. Oh. I was just that again, please? And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. <laughs> Yay, fun time. Yeah. Next time, we get to have a wonderful session where you go through customs. <laughs> I and hope you brought your passport. That's why I was asking all the questions. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Could you take off your shoes, please? Excuse me, ma'am. Could you take off your shoes? Ma'am, uh, could you please stop walking on the wall with the shoes? Just take the shoes off. Uh. <sighs> it's over. She has the high ground. Sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have to decide if Bryn's cloak is considered someone who should also have to go through customs or is in fact an item to put through the scanner. <laughs> they, they haven't made up their minds yet. So thank you everyone for playing. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening tonight. I've been joined by a bunch of awesome people including Archbeth, Ellie, EO, Matt, and Eric. Let's do a few quick plugs. Wait, Ellie was here? Yeah. Two Ellies. One of them fictional. The other one not. Jeez. Uh, Ellie I runs a social get away from her. No, you can't. No matter how much you try. She keeps pace with you. So, Ellie runs a social network on Mastodon, Elek, E-L-E-K-K dot X-Y-Z. Uh, many of us have accounts there. Our social details are in a link in the show notes where it says cast. EO's mom writes books. You can get those at Elizabeth-McCoy.com. Matt's brother also writes books. You can get those at NoGodsBeforeUs.com. I think the next book in the series is currently in the process of being written. There's two so far. Eric streams at... Twitch.tv slash Untamed Sin. That's S-Y-N. And we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, and Eric. And until next time, this is Crash saying, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she didn't forget that we were going to go to that nice restaurant in Coombridge today. Oh. I'm sure it didn't slip her mind. She just got held up doing something important for the council, oh. I'm sure. I'm just going to wait here for a few more minutes. Ooh, is this a wand of fireballs? <laughs> oh, oh, she is so good at these. What, what's the what's the command word for this one? A TPK. <laughs> oh no. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>